Welcome back to the world's most consistently inconsistent podcast. We're back giving you the most elite football knowledge on the planet, and I'm glad to be joined by my ever-present host. Please introduce yourself. Whatever the weather. Nah, enough of that. Already enough of that. Enough the of that. streets are our own. Nah, I'm joking. It's S to the U. We're back again. As you can tell, I'm gassed. Another week, another W for my team, Arsenal. But we'll get into that later. I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my success. Success hurts, man. Success hurts. <laughs> and I know how Rick Ross feels, bro. Beyond the top, it's just it's lonely up here. It's lonely. <laughs> but yeah, it's been quite an interesting week this uh, week in the Prem. If you're an Arsenal or Liverpool fan, you'd be over the moon with your results. If you're a City fan, you'll be wondering how you got away with that. That is shambolic refereeing. Shambolic VAR. But we'll get into that. And if you're a United and Chelsea fan, you'll be forever contemplating your existence because you matter trash. <laughs> But before we get into the football news, I want to take a first of many U-turns this week. This guy's speed has had an impact on football, and I think it's been way too understated. Someone needs to do a dissertation on how this guy has singly helped the MLS viewership and football in general increase the viewership in America because they don't talk about this guy's impact enough. Luca, what do you think about speed and how do you think his impact on football in America? You know, in general. I think this is crazy how we're speaking about some... How old is he? 17-year-old streamer? 18-year-old streamer? But let's let's not lie, he's done his thing for the world of football in America. Like, the World Cup song, hard. See the guy who donated the first time who asked him Messi Ronaldo. Speed owes that guy every single penny that he earns because without that suey, that first suey, bro... Yo, the Americans wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. But now now they're knowing LAFC has won the MLS Cup. I saw Gareth Bale lift it a couple of weeks ago. And I'm sure Speed has definitely had an impact in the US scene for football. Mm-hmm. 100%. Again, he's like garnered a large fan base around the world. So it's not just America. It's USA. It's South America. It's Central America. Africa. It's all over the world. And again, football's the biggest sport on earth. And he's managed to connect all these people to an American audience as well. Like, I'm not sure the Americans know who Trent Alexander-Arnold is, but they now know he is trash <laughs> at defending, bro. So, yeah, that's great. That's brilliant. Like, it's so interesting. The guy's, like, FaceTime Ronaldo Jr. He's barked at Alanga's girlfriend, bro. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. The only thing we're waiting for is the Ronaldo speed link-up. It's Ronaldo. never going to happen. No, give it to the people. This it's is the never people gonna want, happen, man. Bro. The PR. Oh, okay, I, the, Ronaldo's team is not going to let that happen, bro. Okay, obviously, the PR star will be nuts, yeah? But think about it. Like, that photo will break the internet. I'm not <laughs> That no should cap. be trending for two weeks straight. I'm not cap. Okay, do this, yeah? If Speed posts over on Instagram, at least come and sue me. Come and sue me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> No, but uh, again, like understated. But I just thought it was incredible because, you know, um, was it two, three days ago he was on um, stream with Alexander Arnold. I was like, yo, this is nuts. Like he's literally yeah. on a stream with Alexander Arnold, and yeah, it's just I think I think this guy has like had a good impact on football. He's been a World Cup. He's been a World Cup song, which is much better. Low babies, low baby song is absolute <laughs> trash. I guarantee you, guitar played at least fifty mil. For him to make that song and it's garbage. Speed spent like five minutes in Garage Band having an absolute banger. What a guy. But do this, yeah? <laughs> Enough about Speed, yeah? We're going to swiftly move on to the UCL draws because today 
we found out Hubie played each other in the round of 16? Yeah, it's round of 16, mm-hmm. right? Round of 16, yeah. And the first big game is PSG versus Bayern Munich. What are you saying, Luca? You, you're okay, this that? is... This is crazy. This is crazy. Of course I'll be watching it, man. This is a clash of two titans. One team yet with the Champions League. Another team that's won it plenty, plenty, plenty times. But Bayern, this season, compared to last season, they're not looking They're not looking the same. I know they beat Barcelona twice. I know they went undefeated in their group. I think that's... I think they set some sort of record with that. I heard it in the UCL draw about being unbeaten in their group. But I still think... As good as Bayern are, I, I still give the edge to PSG because uh, that front three is looking kind of crazy They're right now. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, when Unai yeah. Emery said, I'd rather win a game 5-4 than 1-0... This is the type of football PSG are playing right now because they're con- they're conceding all sorts of stupid goals to, uh, I think it was Troje last week. And then what's the team? Maccabi Haifer in their in their Champions League group as well. They're conceding to all these teams, mm. but, they're, but they're front three are carrying weight, man. Mbappe Sorry. shifting the ball from left to right. Messi, the three balls. Neymar bringing in the samba, the sauce, the goals, the assists. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. I, I hope PSG win, but I can see it going either way, bro. Either way, the only big issue for me, well, the only issue for me is a big one. PSG backline is not the greatest. Yes, they've got Hakimi, yes, they've got Mendes, but these players are more attack minded than they are defensively minded. And Kipembe is, bro, when I talk about trash, Kipembe is trash. It'll be be Ramos or Marquinhos, I think. It probably would be, but, um, you know, Mane's been filling himself lately. I'm not sure. We'll see how this backline does. But as you said, the front three is clicking. This is Messi's second season in league gun. He's got seven goals, ten assists. He's really getting into the groove of things. In the Champions League, he's got five. He's got um, four goals in five matches. So yeah, I can see them. I can, I can see PSG do a number on um, Bayern Munich, but you never know. Right, next game, we have got Milan versus Tottenham. I'm saying East Milan dub. He's Milan dumb. Conte's side have been yeah. absolutely atrocious. They've got all these players in and nothing's happening. Conte seems frustrated. Their players seem frustrated. They may not have human... Well, February 14th, we'll see. I'm not sure how bad human such injuries, but it's not looking great. What do you think? Yeah. Milan is just talking. Uh, yeah, I think Son's out with an injured... with a fractured eye socket right now. He took a nasty injury uh, in the UCL like against Marseille it was. But... Yeah, from what I saw from Milan in the group stage with Chelsea, with their other games, I thought they were really good against Dinamo Zagreb as well. Liao is gonna have a field day against Emerson Royale. We we already Facts. saw what Martinelli. We already know. We already saw what Martinelli did to Emerson Royale, right? And Liao, I'm not gonna lie to you, is a way better player than Martinelli as of right hey, now. Hey, and hey, Liao hey, is just gonna hey, rip him. Hey, He's gonna rip a new one. Giroud, hey, hey, hopefully, hey, hey. doing Arsenal and Chelsea a favor, scoring back against Tottenham because I know he's been in good scoring form this season. So yeah, it's gonna be an exciting game. I th- I do think Milan will take the W because Tottenham in the league and in the Champions League they barely made out their group. So yeah. That's fact. To be fair, Rafael Liao was a beast against Reese James. Even though Chelsea won that game, he was up, down, up, down. Reese James handled him well, but you can see that it pre- he put a lot of effort just to contain Rafael Liao. And again, he's like one of these new generation of players. He's big, he's fast, he's explosive, he's good with his feet. So, yeah. And um, we're going to move on to Roman Madrid versus Liverpool. This of recent years has been a big boy game. Ever since Liverpool on the Macy Champions League run in 2018, is it 2018? Uh, yeah, I think it was 2018. Yeah. 2018, these guys have been clashing left, right, and centre for in Champions League games. And 
they're playing each other a bit early this time round. Klopp's men are definitely not informed to be playing Ancelotti's boys. Ita, what are you saying? Is it going to be a massacre? Uh, I don't think it will be a massacre because Liverpool, as bad as Tottenham are, they did have a really good result at the weekend against Tottenham. I know they had to dig deep second half, but Mo Salah looks in form, his form of recent. I think he scored 13 in the last, in I don't even know how many games. It was, it was, a, short amount of, it was a short amount of time. But Mo Salah's looking good. Thiago's looking good as per, but I think Real Madrid will have to just take the W, I'm afraid. I know Benzema this season in the Champions League has got zero goals so far, but Vinny's looking lively. Rodrigo's looking lively. You already know their back line is, is actually insane. Rudiger, Alaba, oh my days. Nah, I think I think I can only see it going one way, and I think it's Madrid. I think Madrid's going to take the drum, take the double. Facts, bro. Even even Valverde today, you know, we had an extensive discussion of Valverde in the back of the lecture. What a player, man! Yeah, what he's a player. Crazy. Okay, there's a few more things we're going to breeze through. Club breeze versus Benfica. We have Inter Milan versus Porto, and we have Frankfurt versus Napoli. The last big game is RB Leipzig versus Man City. Oh, it's a Man City look, W. It, look, it's a Man City W. Some people say this is going to be an absolute massacre, but again, RB Leipzig, the beat of the Champions League, who knows, Timo Werner may exact revenge on the Premier League and score a hat-trick against the boys in blue. I'm not too sure, but like, if we're looking at it stat-wise, if we're looking at it from a holistic view, obviously Man City are going to steamroll these guys. But yeah, that was the Champions League fixtures. A few, a few really big games... Are they small games? But I'm excited for the round of 16. Yeah, it's going to be good. Right now, any predictions right now? Who do you think is going to win the tournament? Oh, this is early. I've said it before. I think this has to be City's year, man. It has to be, man. Okay. Okay, I'm going for, I'm going for PSG, man. That front line is clicking. Unless one of those boys get injured, I'm not too sure. And even if they do, like, if Messi gets injured, Neymar and Mbappe. If Mbappe gets injured, Neymar and Messi. If Neymar gets injured... It, it, it works. Yeah, it yeah, works. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I want Messi to win the Champions League and I want Messi to win the World Cup this year, man. I feel like this was an absolute robbery. I feel like the Prem are against Arsenal. They don't want us winning the league. They said they help City prop them up to catch up with Arsenal. And it's an absolute disgrace. What are you saying? <laughs> uh, I don't think there's a conspiracy against uh, Arsenal like like you do. But again, City without Haaland. I'm not saying they're trash. But they didn't have someone to put the ball in the back of the net. I'm sorry. Mm. And... The fact that he had to come on and save the game with a dubious penalty. Let, let me say that again. Dubious penalty. Kevin DeVoy, the last week we were bigging you up as one of the greatest midfielders that the Premier League yeah. has ever seen. This week you're diving on the floor looking like a looking like a prime World Cup Neymar. You know what I mean? Rolling about. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But again, City, they I say they didn't look as good without Haaland. I'm capping. They looked like City from last season, just basically without the cutting edge that they did 
that they do have with Haaland. And you saw the difference when he did come on. He impacted the game. He scored an offside goal, but then he went on and, and uh, scored the penalty that De Bruyne won. But standard City performance, dominant, 16 shots, five shots on target, outweighing, outweighing Fulham's four shots and two shots on target. You know what I mean? So City, it was, if they didn't win, you could say, okay, fair enough, like, uh, good defending from Fulham, but like, with the statistics like this, 71% possession, like, it was all City, man. It was all City. I totally agree with you. I managed to catch the latter half of the game. And obviously, if you watched highlights, we watched match of the day. And again, as you said, it was like City from last season. They don't need Haaland to score goals, but it sure does help. Yeah. The penalty is like, you look at it and you understand why it was given, but there's been other challenges like that that have not been given. It was really soft. 93rd minute, like, 93rd minute, you're just, you're punishing Fulham at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You really are just punishing Fulham at that point. You know? It was, like, look, I say it was dodge, but you know I'm not a referee, I'm not official, I was going to move on. But in the next few days, we're going to be going into the World Cup. And because of that, the Premier League are going to be on a break. It's going to be on a break. How do you feel like City are looking before this break, form wise, do you think do you think do you think they're gonna win the league, overtake Arsenal? Do you think they may slow down? What are you saying? Because this hiatus is a big hiatus, and right now they are trailing behind Arsenal. Not to say that Arsenal gonna just run away with the league, but how is he looking before this international break? Well, this World Cup break. I said it at the start of the season, I still think they're going to win the league, man. They've got too much experience, they've got too much quality, they've got too many players for that to even for that to even be in consideration, the drop-off. Pep's standards are so, so high, as we saw in the All or Nothing documentary. He does not accept people training, like, uh, he does not accept poor training sessions. He always calls in for tactical meetings, etc, etc. So we know what Pep's like, he's, a, he's just a freak, and I don't think he'll let the World Cup stop his players from doing the business. Because although majority of the Man City team are internationals he's still got a whole second 11 there just just chilling just chilling even even if they do go to the World Cup they're fit players this is 2022 no one's going to go to the World Cup and come back huffing and puffing yes they might they might be a little bit tired but I still think the quality that City have in their side the technical ability could beat most teams and I was having a conversation with my friend uh, yesterday because City were one man down the whole game and managed to win the game pretty much against Fulham if City started every single Premier League game with 10 men, I would say they're finishing top 8. That's how good Pep has drilled the, the football into these guys. I can see that. No, I can see that. I can see that 100%. Pep size, even though he buys quality players, they're always quality players who fit in his system. He's a very system-based manager. Yeah, if Pep goes into 10 men, the football so ingrained in them, they would just shift around and make it happen. You're completely yeah. right. I 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. Right, so are you saying that the league title is certain for Man City? We're both Arsenal fans here, and we both want it, but are you are you killing our dream, Mika? Is City destined for another Premier League? Yes, uh, it has to be said. All bias aside, as much as I would love Arsenal to do it, I just don't think we've got the experience. I've seen a couple games from Arsenal where we've went 1-0 up and then I think the inexperience of the squad, we kind of retract ourselves. It happened against Southampton and it happened against Leeds. We kind of went into our shells in the second half and kind of got dominated the second half of, of, of the both Southampton and Leeds game. Although those are two instances, I could see that 
been a recurrent issue with the squad. We're not matured yet to hold on to leads. Although we did it at, at the weekend against Chelsea, against other teams, it's, I, I could see us going back into our shell type thing. But City, on the other hand, they don't do that. They do not change their game for anyone. They, they do not slow down for anyone. So, unfortunately, I have to say City, they're going to win the league. And plus, Haaland gets a big rest because uh, Norway did not qualify true. for the World Cup. So. True, 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 true. Right, we already talked about the penalty at the start of the segment, so we're going to move on. Manchester United has made Unai Emery's return to the Premier League one to remember, with his Villa side beating the Red Devils 3-1. Uka, good evening. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome good back. Good evening, Red Devils. Welcome back. Welcome back. Right, that game was a very interesting game. I've got a few takeaways. I'm going to discuss it a bit, right? Can you see concrete evidence of a ten hag system after his few games in charge, right? I know it's a bit. I know it's a bit early doors. He's just got this squad. There's a bunch of players he doesn't like. There's a bunch of players he's got that he probably doesn't want. What? But can you see like early signs of ten hag system? Because this free will lost to Villa, even though they've got a new manager and they probably have that new manager confidence, it shouldn't be happening. They have been absolutely sham. Completely. So can you see Ten Hag's system or is it like fractures? Um, I can see Ten Hag's system, I'm not going to lie. I think this is just one of those freak results. New manager bounce for Villa. I know Villa haven't been performing of recent, but they, they wanted Gerrard out. The fact that they beat... Who did they beat 4-0? I can't remember. It was like two weeks ago. Aston Villa completely smashed another team 4-0 as soon as Gerrard got the sack. So these players were quality players from the go. I just don't think they wanted to play under Stevie G, which I don't blame them. Why would I want to play under someone who slipped and cost their league the... Uh, cost her team the Let's league title that. but anyways moving back onto Ten Hag I think Ten Hag at the beginning of his tenure at Man United I was questioning him yes the first game against Brighton you can give him an excuse since his first game in the Premier League he might not have understood the intensity but that 4-0 loss to Brentford I was like hey disgusting I was disgusting. like oh okay is this what Ten Hag's doing and then the games against Liverpool and the games against Arsenal I wasn't really convinced they didn't really dominate either of those games despite winning them they kind of played Ole Ball on the counter-attack letting Rashford lose yeah up in front to do his thing and score some goals but since since those two results i've seen the solid system i've seen them building up from the back i've seen the triangles that they've been in play i've seen bruno actually retaining the ball ericsson creating stuff and yeah it's, it's been looking much better but i would say this is just a freak result yeah to be fair me personally i haven't watched as much my united but what i can i will and i have seen improvements obviously only balls really counter-attacking heavy but you can't see triangles in this style of play. What I will say though is, I've seen an attitude shift at Man United. So after the Brentford loss, apparently, sources coming from the Man United camp said that they had to run, was it 15 kilometers? Yeah, something, yeah that's it was, like, it was something crazy. How yeah, much Brentford outran them? Yeah, how much Brentford outran them? And Ten Hag could have been like, right, you do that. But then Hag punished himself as well and ran the 30 kilometers with the team. Well, look at Ten Hag. He looks like he looks like an African dad, right? <laughs> you can see, I can see like this guy breeds fear. When he's when he when he has interviews, he is never happy after a win, after a loss, after a draw. This guy is never happy. So I can see him being a real disciplinarian, right? Yeah. Also, apparently, it's come out and the minor in camp that young players were acting up for a while 
but he got onto them immediately. So I think he's showing no nonsense. Apparently Garnacho had been showing up late to training, been mucking around, and then Hank's like, mate, you need to get your shit together or you're out the door. So I think he's going to culture shift slightly in my United. And I can see it from him. Right, moving on. What do you think Manchester United's best front three is? Because I'm looking at it and all their front three just looks to meaty, dead, trash, everybody's dust and everybody's trash. Um, now that you've actually asked the question, I have to sit and defend. Okay, I think in if they're not playing Ole Ball, like this is this is a big if. If they're not playing Ole Ball, smash and grab, hit teams on the break type thing, Bruno launching it 35 yards, Martial up front, Rashford on the left, and Anthony on the right. But, but... There is room for Jaden Sancho in there somewhere because in possession he's probably United's best player apart from Martial out of out of everyone they have in their attack. As much as we slander him, let's not lie to ourselves. Jaden Sancho can retain the ball. That's something that he does really well. He's a really good ball recycler. He's a good one two one twos uh, getting in behind players as well. Yeah, side, so yeah, side side yeah. <laughs> he will never give this guy credit, but. I don't think as of now, if we're speaking form, right now Jaden Sancho is nowhere near the team, but if we're speaking at the peak of powers, maybe I would say, ooh, would I drop Rashford? Yeah, in, in possession, if they want to play Ten Hag style, I would say Sancho on the left, Martial up front, Antony on the right. But as of right now, if we're speaking form, Rashford on the left, Martial up front, I know he's injured, but he's still better than Ronaldo right now, and then Antony on the right. That's what I would say. Facts. Um... Like, being an Arsenal fan, I have absolutely no love for my Nathan whatsoever. But this Marcus Rashford comeback, I'm a bit happy, even though he's going to brace against us. The boy had the abuse of the whole World Cup thing. Apparently, he broke up with his girl to get a heavy toll on him. But he's not back. Scoring a few goals, he doesn't look too bad. Anthony, I'm still on and off about him. I prefer Conor Gakpo. If they got Conor Gakpo, Cody. I guarantee... I don't call him Cody. Um, sorry, call him Cody Gakpo. I guarantee you to be in much better form. But yeah, man, the front three is interesting. Sancho's is trash. I'm going to take this time out to slam this Sancho. Again, bro. Nicholas Pepe is a better player than Jadis Sancho. I will reiterate this sentiment. <laughs> Uh, Reese Nelson is a better player than Sancho. Oh you guys pay goodness. 73 mils for a Harlem Spartan. Are you crazy? <laughs> You know, fun fact, I went, I went dressed as a, a Harlem Spartan for Halloween. No, you were just lazy. You just had a balaclava. <laughs> you were just lazy. You just had a balaclava. This is laziness. I went dressed as a Playboy buddy. I put effort in, bro. Okay, I see. I see. <laughs> right, okay, right. We've, there's been a bit of controversy about Mayan's back three. We've just spoke about it. And Uka, as he said, was a bit iffy on choosing their best foot three. Some Man United fans have gone to Twitter, have gone to other social media platforms and been calling out for a striker. Do Man United need a striker? And who do you think they should go for? Like, personally, I'm a fan of the big man. I don't think of big man strikers right now, but I'm not too sure. What about you? I think there's one that's glaringly obvious and it's Ivan Tony. You just need to pick him up. You have to pick mm. him up. 
Back to goal, phenomenal. Technical ability, phenomenal. He'll be able to link up with players, just like Martial did. Obviously, he's a bit bigger than Martial, but he can use that to his favour. Martial's not really the strongest of player. Ivan Toni can easily back off any any centre-back in the Premier League. We've seen him do it before. He's got the flicks. The flick that he scored the other week was absolutely delicious. The aerial ability, he could do it all, man. I just don't, I don't see why Man United won't go and get him, but I think it's just the Man United thing that, oh, he won't cost 85 million, so he won't sign him. He won't be a money signing, so he won't sign him but he's a perfectly competent striker and I think he will score goals if you give him service and yeah Man United have plenty of that in Bruno and Eriksson so I don't see why not I think I, I think Ivan Tony would be a brilliant player that's like definitely a Fergie signing that's the type of stuff that Fergie would do see a quality player in a lower team bring him up Ivan Tony's brilliant Ivan Tony's an incredible player but uh, yeah one quick thing is Van der Beek was put back into that minor side due to Bruno Fernandes being out I've always had an agenda against this guy. I've never once rated Van Der Beek. He has always been mid. He's been carried by Frankie De Jong and the success <laughs> this is of crazy. that Alex side. This bro, is insanity. I, bro, I, rem- I remember telling people, yeah, that Odegaard was a better player than Van Der Beek at the test. Because they're, they're both playing in the Eredivisie. Mm. I was like, you guys are looking at... Van der Beek, when Odegaard's the real one out here balling, Van der Beek is actually trash, he's constant prem, and his true colours have shown, and that's me just getting out my agenda to the world. But, um, poor guy, man, um, just, I don't know, I don't know, he just get shit back to the other division. <laughs> but, um, he's, he's just not a good player, he's not a good player. Right, moving on to the game that we've all been waiting for. Chelsea hosted the Gunners at the bridge, and Arteta's 11, 11 came out the winners. Let's talk about Chelsea first before we talk about Arsenal. Oh, brother. What is there to say about what is there to say about this Chelsea team? And they're the, actually they're they're the most expensive side ever assembled in a Premier in ever in the Premier League. This is this is insanity. And yet you cannot progress the ball from your midfield to your strikers. <laughs> it's 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 so funny to me. Do, do you know do you know how I knew this Chelsea team were bad, right? Like, Jorginho was the only person I thought to myself, press this guy. Nobody else in my mind had that threat. Aura. Yeah, Mason, yeah, yeah. Mason Mount was just not... Bro, bro that's a cardio sesh. Mason Mount went out there and did a cardio sesh. The cardio sesh, he got his stats up, got, got his heart rate <laughs> up. Bro, that is nuts. Mason Mount, Chelsea golden boy, the new fan clown point, absolutely ghosted it. Ruben off his cheek. I love you, dog, but... Just, just, just get yourself, just get yourself to the championship, man. You're just not a player, man. <laughs> you don't have the oh, physicality. Dear. You don't have the stamina. You don't have the fitness to be a prem player. Technical ability, maybe, but no. But Arteta and Potter are like if you look at the start of Arteta's career, kind of similar. Erratic wins, erratic losses. Do you think Chelsea's board will afford Potter the same grace they did Arteta? Do you think they'll give Potter time to build a Chelsea squad or do you think they'll suck him off? Because in Chelsea's history, it's been replacing. Mm-hmm. If you're not performing, out the door, new manager in. And it's worked for them, so I don't see why they would change it. Yeah, that that is a hundred that is 100% true. But I think with a whole new owner, Abramovich was very cutthroat. Bowley, as soon as he signed Potter, gave him a five-year contract. But at, on the other hand, he did give two, $250 million to Thomas Tuchel and, he, and then he just sacked him off. So... 
I don't know, pick a side, Bully. Are you either going to stick with a manager and give him the funds or are you just going to sack him off once you once you give him the money and it's not working after three weeks? But it's a sticky situation at Chelsea right now. They Obviously, Potter's having to deal with what Tuchel brought in, which is probably not what Potter would have wanted to bring in. So, yeah, I can see him struggling. I know they switched to back four uh, against Arsenal. And, yeah, even then, it just didn't look any better. I know the back five does hinder some creativity. You rely heavily on your fullbacks, Reese James and Ben Chilwell, to, to provide assists and to provide chance creation for you. Both of them are not available right now. And you see them on the back four, the midfield as well, no chance creation. That's Chelsea's issue right now. Because they are good defensively, let's not lie. Only conceding yeah. one to Arsenal, who should have scored more, realistically, was, was good for them. I thought 1-0 I thought kind of flattered Chelsea. It should have been like 3 or 4-0 to Arsenal, considering the chances that we had but again i reiterate Havertz as an attacker midfielder he really he, he's not a chance creator he's he's a half and half he's a half striker half attacking midfielder Mason Mount out on the right wing looking kind of lost Raheem Sterling on the oh Mason Mount on the left wing looking lost uh Raheem Sterling on the right wing he's not he's not a creator as well he's someone you want on the end of chances same as Aubameyang Aubameyang you want him on the end of chances I've never seen these any of these front four, Aubameyang, Mason Mount, Havertz and Sterling, create and finish something for wait, themselves. So, wait, so okay, so let's actually move on swiftly to like the second question is, is Reese James the only Chelsea player of quality left, right? It's about chance creation. When Reese James was in that side, he was probably the best chance creator they had. Are they lacking without Reese James to this point? Because you have talked about it. No creativity is coming from any of these players. When Chelsea fans got Aubameyang and they talked about him playing on the left wing, I laughed. <laughs> I laughed. We've seen it because, firsthand. Because he played all right on the wing for five games for Arsenal until they realised this guy's got no technical abilities. <laughs> so is Reese James the only world-class player left at Chelsea and how badly will they be if they can't get rid of side as soon as possible? Um, I don't think Reese James is the only world-class player still left at Chelsea. I, I think Thiago Silva still, maybe at the end of the season we'll have re-discussions, re but Thiago Silva is world-class still. He put in a monster performance. But yeah, Reese James, apart from those two, I don't see any other obvious world-class players. I've seen previous world-class players at Bamiang at Dortmund, first two seasons at Arsenal, definitely world-class. But the rest of the team, I'm, I'm not I'm not convinced, really. And moving back on Reese James for chance creation, he, him and him and Chilwell under Tuchel were amazing. Balls into the box, even floating into midfield sometimes. And yeah, they, they, were, they were the crooks of creating chances for Chelsea. Now that you've taken away both full-backs, Taking away Ben Chilwell was bad enough, having Reese James do everything. But now both of them are out. Aspilicueta on the right-hand side isn't doing what Reese James is doing. Kukurea on the left-hand side isn't doing what Ben Chilwell is doing. Stop, and now stop, you're stuck stop, stop, with a midfield who cannot progress the ball. Look, look, not to, like, not to, like, you know, Dixon here, but Kukurea, yeah, against Arsenal, was putting it on. He was, yeah. he was locked, he was locking down Saka. But I understand the output that Ben Chilwell gives is the same as Kukurea. Right, above a banter one. Who's the bigger fraud? Because I can get on to more plays. Havertz or Pepe? Who's the bigger um, fraud? I would say the fact that uh, Havertz is still in the league means Pepe is the bigger fraud. I can't lie to you. Mm, 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 mm. 
You can't. You, the Champions League winning goal just saved has saved Havertz's career. It saved his career, man. Because I was a, I was a, I was a big fan of Kai. I liked his movement when he was at uh, Leverkusen. And let's not lie, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm, I'm an honest man. I had his fruit birthday card on FIFA, and that's why that's why I've got sentiment. If I did not have his card on FIFA, I would not have any sentiment to this guy. But I've want, I've wanted Havertz to do well. I've watched him closely since he joined Chelsea, and. There has been flashes of brilliance. When he played up front under uh, under Tuchel, he was actually scoring at a consistent basis. But that, but when they're putting him on the wing, when they're putting him in midfield, you're not seeing the same output, unfortunately. And yeah, I mean, he's just fine. 72 mil, over big, big overpayment, but that's hindsight. He was one of the one of the biggest young talents in the world at the time when it was bought. So it's unfortunate it hasn't worked out for him. I think he should not move away, but I think he just needs a... Something else. I feel you know when we were speaking about arm round the shoulder players. I think he's yeah. one of those. I think he he's one of those. Is, yeah. Bro, you're just a shit Smith, bro. <laughs> shit Smith, bro. You're just a shit Smith, bro. Half a swap player, right? Okay, moving on to the boys in red. Moving on to the top of the table leaders, my beloved Arsenal. I'm gonna dump. Right, let's talk about it. Arsenal playing nobody. Arsenal have played this, Arsenal have played that. The only team we need to play is City. We lost a game to Mariner and Old Trafford. Boo hoo, wah 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 wah, cry about it, yeah? We've beaten Tottenham, we've beaten Chelsea, we have beaten Liverpool, we beat a tough Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, are a Crystal Palace aren't a joke, bro. Teams are struggling against Fulham, we beat them as well, bro. You need to relax. There's no easy game in the Premier League. There's no easy... I was thinking about this on the bus today, right? The quality in the Prem, yeah, has just gone leaps and bounds, right? I don't think the Prem... The Prem has superstars, but not like Neymar and Mbappe and like them type players. But like the quality, the level, it's just... Like, going to Newcastle now, yeah? Bro, you've got to put a shift in, bro. You have to put a shift in. So, there's no easy games, and you are just salty. Have to get it off my chest. But, Uka, we've lost one, drawn one, won the rest. Not so going to win the league, but is this a title charge season, Uka? Can we, can we go for it? I think, I think now I've seen it, we can, we can. Top two, minimum, minimum this season. If we end minimum, up finishing yeah. third, fourth, I'll take the Champions League, but this is not, from now on, from this Chelsea game, I want, I want first or second, I'm not going to lie to you. The, the team is moving crazy. The passing sequences, the passion, the desire the team is showing as well. The tactical now Sarteta has, I think he learned a lot from the Man United game when he went gung-ho, uh, trying try to win the game. He kind of just kept the team the same, barely made any substitutions, and just held on to the ball because Chelsea weren't really a threat, as I've said. They, they had a lot of possession in the midfield, but they weren't really doing anything with it to get it forward. And Jaka and Partey were just locking it down in there as well, man. That was crazy. Okay, okay. Right. I've got a big take. This is okay, this is Ames official big take of <laughs> this season, right? Is William Saliba the best player, best young player in the league slash world right now? In the world, what are we classifying as young? Is it 21 yeah, and under, this, okay, or is it 23 okay, and under? Okay, this I'm going to say, right? I'm going to excuse two players, right? I'm going to excuse Haaland. Yeah. I'm going to excuse Mbappe, right? Uh-huh. Is Willis Saliba yeah, the best player in the world? No. Vinicius Jr. 
Okay. Okay. In the Premier League this season, yes, he is. Yes. 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 He is. You can't. This can't. How old is he? 21. 21, bro. He's my age. This He's younger than me, you can't. <laughs> this, guy's got, this guy's got maturity that I don't have. He's <laughs> nuts. Bro. What? You can't. I've never seen somebody so composed on the ball at that age. Yes, obviously, real feeling that, blah, 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 blah. Bro, this kid. If he continues to go like this, yeah, bro, Van Dizzy. <laughs> Van Dizzy I, I love how that's the first name mentioned on everyone's mind. Real, what? Real, real, what? Come on, man, this guy is cool, bro. This guy embarrassed Havertz. I was just, la- I was just laughing. I was just laughing, bro. Look, not to take away from Gabriel as a player, right? But like his ability to be an aggressor. And the ball carrier is insane. The boy isn't like, like nothing worries him, right? And nothing you give the boy him. the ball. You can give the boy the ball in the worst position, but he'll always think his way out of it. It's like a type of experience that young players shouldn't have. I think that's like, I think that's like um, what sets him apart. It's not like his speed or his strength. It's like he has experience. The composure, yeah. Yeah, without being experienced. I mean, I'm not sure if you have anything else to say about Saliba, but... Oh, bro, I've got a whole lot to say about this kid. Let's let's quickly run down his numbers uh, against Chelsea. Yeah. 72 touches, 13 times possession won. 13. It's, an, it's insane. Three clearances, three duels won, three interceptions, two tackles, one block, two accurate long poles, zero times dribbled past. This is Van Dijk aura. It is... It is, I'm sorry. I, I hate to say it, but it is. He won one of the matches as well, rightly so by BT Sport, rightly so by Arsenal as well. Like, there, I've run it out of words to say about this kid, honestly. We've seen it since the day he arrived in the Premier League against Crystal Palace. I saw the vision. I was like, okay, Arteta, I've seen what you've done. You've sent him out on loan three times. He's angry. He's fired up. He wants to prove himself. He's here now. Still, He's I arrived. Still, I, I still do not agree with that. That guy, that guy was better than Rob Holding, yeah? And you, you punished him. You punished him for no apparent reason. Nah, Uka, the kid's just nuts. No, he's special, man. Do this, yeah. Ula Emery, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for giving us this gem. Uh, please send a contract. I'm begging you. I've... And also, fun fact... Gabriel Maglish, I know he's been getting a lot of criticism recently. He had a fantastic game as well. And yeah. he's now, officially... The he scored the most goals as a defender since the start of last season. That's seven. Bro, bro, more than Reese James, they, they, more than Ben Mee, more than Connor Cody. All these supposed defensive goal scorers. Gabriel Magalhaes has outscored all of them. So the guy, the, the guy's forehead's magical, bro. Look at his head on anything, bro. But sorry, quickly, Saliba's the only French man I know that has a deep voice. Have you heard him speak? <laughs> no, I actually haven't. But the voice sounds sexy as shit. Are you nuts? Voice sounds sexy as shit. Nah, bro, Will Saliba, literally, Rolls-Royce of a defender. Complete definition. Right. A worrying thing for me is our star boy, Saka. Is fatigue going to come in? I've listened to podcasts with players like Jamie Redknapp and how he spoke about playing football from a really early age and that affected his career later on, right? So apparently he was talented to be a much better player than he was, but his legs just couldn't handle it, right? Saka's been playing for Arsenal since like what, 17, yeah. 18, and like the guys like barely missed the game. He started Carabao Cup, Ch- um, Europa, Europa League, 
FA Cup, Premier League games, he's not missed a game. And at the start of his career, he was playing fullback. So it's just up, down, up, down, up, down. Then he goes to the England squad, up, down, up, down, up, down. The boy plays a lot of football. Do you think his fatigue could hinder us move for the Champions League? Because, move for no, the Premier League, because we talk about KT, we talk about Tobiyasu, we talk about Party, but he's a young man, we don't know what's going to happen. He also gets tag team, double team, triple teamed. I do worry about him. Um, in terms of Saka, I think uh, this is a tough one because I was crying out in summer. We need, we do need another winger. We do need another right winger, and I think Abe, you've agreed with me on that on that sentiment. But right now, he's performing well. I know it wasn't his best game against Chelsea. First half, I would say, wasn't his best game. Second half, he kind of he kind of trans he kind of grew as the game went on type thing. Um, in terms of fatigue, yes, I am a bit worried because. This guy's, this guy's ankle ligaments are going to be tearing off with the amount of football that he's going to be playing and the amount of times that he's been tackled. But he's a young player. He should be able to ride it. I sound like such a Brexit dad. I said it last week. But players <laughs> pl- players of this age shouldn't really be complaining or shouldn't really be spazzing out or lacking out right now. You're young. you still got the energy. You're not 37. Just play play your football, man. If, you're, if your team's winning, you're energised. When I used to play football, when I was winning... I was energized when I was losing. I, you could hear me huffing and puffing from the sidelines. You know what I mean. So I think I think Saka will be fine. We do need not a replacement. We do need a substitute that is better than Nelson and Pepe uh, to to push Saka really because at this point Saka knows he's going to start every game regardless of his performance. But yeah, that's all I have to say. I think he should just continue playing his football. I don't th- really think Arteta has a reason to rest him. He has been performing well. He's our highest goal contributor this season as well. So don't drop the starbo, man. Uh, just let him play. Let him play, man. Even if he gets injured, it's part of the sport. Unfortunately, it's part of the sport, and it's Arteta's job as a manager to bring someone in or to have a system in place to enable the team to perform without him. Yeah, facts. To be fair, Arteta did speak about how like elite players should play football every single day, in and out. I guess, man. But I just worry for him. He's a young man, a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Hopefully, he goes to the summer, strengthen that wise, rest him. He doesn't need to be playing Carabao Cup games. He doesn't need to be playing FA Cup games. But look, if Arteta wants to do it, that's fine. To be fair, the fact that Saka's played this much football at an early age is only going to help him when he's like 26, 27. Like, his brain's going to be more switched on. Okay, and finally for Arsenal, Gabriel's goal drought. The boys have a chance after chance after chance, but he's just not connected. I don't know what it is. But, Again, the boy just makes everything tick. Like, I know he's not getting goals. I know it's upsetting him. But without him, I don't think any of this shit works. I'd be It's true. Ass. It's facts. And it's, just a, and it's just relating that back to the Chelsea game. We do not score the goal from the corner that Gabriel Jesus. Because if you remember, Gabriel Jesus pinches the ball off Thiago Silva and gets the shot away, which gets parried out for the corner, which we score from the corner. I don't see Lacazette putting in those shifts. Aubameyang never put in those shifts. Giroud never put in those shifts. So, yeah, you're right. Gabriel, the, Gabriel Jesus, the goals are not coming, but his performances mean more than goals. His his performances allow other people to score goals. So I'm not I'm not fa- I'm not phased. Until it becomes a problem, like I say, I'm not I'm not worried. Nah man. And again bro, like I know it's strange to say this, but like his shot location, like it's it's good shot locations. It's not like he's just like 
taking it from anywhere. He's able to get himself into positions where he can score. I think it's just not clicking for him. As he's not a natural time. finisher. As he's not. Yes. He's not. No, but I don't even think he's not a natural finisher. I think he's just not. Like, the way he positions his body, the way he can read movements of play, he can do it. I just don't think, like, I think it's just. No, give him time. Give him time. Just give him time. You're going to no. see something crazy from him. I, I don't think well, he's ever going to hit, like, a 20-goal season for Arsenal. I'm not going to lie to you. There's certain players I, that that you know that their finishing ability is not just there, and Jesus hasn't had was, it. Hasn't had it even how, since. How much we how much we want to put it? Yeah, if Jesus is scored twenty goal um, season in the next four years, I'll pay hundred pounds. Oh, uh, let's do that. Virtual handshake. No, no, virtual handshake. <laughs> there, there. I believe in you, boy. Jesus, all me down. Right. Finally, Liverpool and Tottenham clashed. Both sides making a bad form. Tottenham suffered without their price because Son and Liverpool managed to win the game 2-1. Is this a start of form for Klopp's men because they have been shambolic. They've been they a laughing stock. Is this like is this a turn is this a turnaround they needed to like push on to get to top four, maybe challenging for the league places? Um, I do not think so. As much as they did win the game, as much as Salah was amazing, blah, blah, blah. If you actually broke down the performance, it wasn't that good from Liverpool. It wasn't the Liverpool that is seen of old. Even, I think, against Man City, Liverpool, were they performed better in that game than they did in this game. Salah was absolutely clutch. The finishing gene is crazy from him. He still got it, by the way. Like People say Salah's let it go. He, he's, still, he's still the don that he is. Obviously, unfortunately, Haaland's in the league and making other people look bad, but... Uh, Liverpool, I do not think this is the turning point. If if there was going to be a turning point, it shouldn't be the Man City game. But the fact they lost the consecutive week against, I think it was Nottingham Forest they lost to, just showed that yeah. the, the form is up and down. The form is up and down for them. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you on that one. The City win, you think to yourself, damn, they're back in it. And the losing to Nottingham Forest was hilarious. Um, Liverpool fans have reached up in way too cocky. Like, I understand, yes, you guys have got like 18... What's the 19 Premier Leagues history? Really, you've got you've got a fun song, blah 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 blah, bro. Just humble yourself, man. Yeah. Yourself. they didn't even win the Champions League group, so it can't it can't it can't be a turn of form. It, it, it's it's like it's not looking great for you guys right now. Um, Liverpool, some Liverpool fans are turning on Klopp. I think that's insane. I think at least give him like one or two more seasons. It was still symbolic, like just like just push him out the same way we also pushed that Wenger. Um. Look, Liverpool's midfield has come into question. Do you think this lim- um, this midfield stigma is a myth? Um, it's not a myth because the way I saw Rodrigo Bentinker moving crazy, the way he just surpassed their whole midfield was insane to me. I think Bentinker outperformed the whole Liverpool trio. Uh, yeah, we've said it again. We said it before. We'll say it again. Their midfield is they're weak. Like I'm so sorry. Fabinho's legs are they're dusted. He's not Brazilian. I re- I retract his Inio. <laughs> I retract the Inio in his name. He's just fab. Just, just fab. Just yeah, fab. he's just fab. Fab, the fabulous player. What a guy. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, Jordan Henderson mid, Fabinho mid, so much of mid players in the midfield, crazy. Um, overhaul time, 100%. Jude Bellingham has been linked for like, the last four years. That'd be a good signing. They should have got too many when they could. They should have got a bunch of players when they could. Um, Liverpool's midfield isn't used like other midfields are. Midfields, it's, it's high intensity. And uh, when you've got aging players like Thiago... Fabinho, Henderson, players who can't even play like um, Nabi Keita, young players like Harvey Elliott, who 
who's like not like the most physically inclined player, yeah? Like they're gonna suffer a bit, you know. And then they have to cover players like um, Travis and Arnold at the back. And if they can't do the job in midfield, there's gonna be defensive deficiencies there. Right. Conte's Spurs lost. Do you think these are the players that Conte wanted? Realistically, they brought in a bunch of signings. I liked I like the um, Tottenham signings, me personally. I'm an Arsenal fan, but I thought Jed Spence was good. I thought Bersuma was good. I thought Kieber Kulisvesky and Benticure was a was a beautiful business. But they don't seem to be doing jack shit. What's happening? Um, do, you, do, you, do, you think, do you think Conte wanted these guys or was it just forced upon him by Levy? See, I do think Conte wanted half. I, I would say it's 50-50 because Jed Spence, that's definitely not a Conte signing. But last season, he brought in uh, Benton Kerr and Kulisevsky. He's kept them both. Uh, I think those are both Conte signings that uh, that they signed on permanent deals now, I think. Um, who else did Conte bring in? Richarlison, that's definitely a Conte signing, 110%. And I think Conte, he, he's got enough of the players that he wanted, but he just realised it's Tottenham and and they will forever be taught them. There's there's a gene. I know I know I know this is football. I know we like to like laugh and like joke, but this is serious. Tottenham have not won anything since 2008. How many years ago is that? I'm not good at maths, but what's 22 minus 8? 22 minus 8, 14 years bro. They have not won anything in 14 years. This this this, this is a stick. This is instilled in the history of as as was it Kilini? This this is Tottenham Football Club. This is the history of that's, the Tottenham. They they just bottle everything. Nice. They they, it just blows my mind how they made it out of the Champions League group as well. I don't know how they did it. Obviously, Hoiberg saved them at the end. And um, without Harry Kane, I'm sorry, without Kane, this team is nothing. Because I've seen the light. I've actually seen the light. <laughs> Kane is their Alan? creator. He's their finisher. He's their presser. He's their runner. He's their goal scorer. Like bro. Do the crazy thing is though, yeah. I like I like a lot of Tottenham like I like a lot of Tottenham players, bro. I like Jess Spence, I like Sessignor, I like Kane, I like Sun, I like Bentiker, I like Kulovesky, I like Basuma. Like they have players who like have ability, bro. Like Romero as well, but like I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's not clicking. And to be fair, like when he was Conte sides, it's like it's it's too he has two attackers. He uses to break. He's too pragmatic. Cut. Yeah, he's too pragmatic. Yeah, he's too pragmatic. I I don't understand. I like I understand. I understand like being pragmatic. Like sometimes it's the way to go, but in this case, like it's hurting you. The next question is right. Really, do you think Spurs are going to finish top four? Because this one of form doesn't look like he's changing anytime soon. I can just see a bunch of erratic wins and erratic losses. So do you think they can finish top four? I personally don't think so. I think you think they're out the race now. I think I think my name will get this shit together. I think Potter will like knuckle down over like the walk up period and like fix it because like we see them like do magic with teams like Brighton, Swansea, Osasuna. I think he can do it. It's not Osasuna, Osasuns. I think Conte is going to get frustrated, not only with the um, players but with Levy. I think Levy's going to demand results. And Conte's gonna be like, bro, these guys are shit. No, but this is this is also Conte's doing because he persists with a back five. How many defensive players did he play against Liverpool? 
Perisic, I know he played him in more of an attacking role, played him uh, in, in, uh, in with Kane up front. But look at the rest of the team. Hoiberg, predominantly defensive. Basuma, predominantly defensive. Bentancur, bit of both. Emerson Royale, defensive. Dyer, defensive. Longley, defensive. Davies, defensive. Sessignon, defensive. Lloris, defensive. What, what, are you, are you setting up your team to win a game or are you setting up your team to not lose a game? You know what I mean? He can only have himself to blame. You have Jed Spence that we mentioned time and time again. Someone who can push back and forth way better than Emerson Royale. You've got Matt Doherty as well. He can push up front as well uh, on the right-hand side way better than Emerson Royale can. You've got midfielders who can progress the ball. I know people laugh at Oliver Skip or whatever, but he is a decent midfielder. He, can, he likes he's to get up the pitch player. as well. I, I, but Conte is just, just decided against it and saying, let me just sit back let me just hit teams on the break let me just rely on Kane let me just rely on Son and to to hopefully score the goals and win the game I understand it's worked for you in the past but this is 2022 bro this is not 2016 people have figured it out they figured it out I'm sorry Conte but you're only doing this to yourself you can't play that many defensive players and expect to 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 go out and score three four five goals to win games because sometimes in in, in, the, in the Premier League, this is what you need to win games. How many goals did it take Leeds to beat Bournemouth? It took them four. So, that's what I'm going to say. Conte, you're not doing yourself any favours. But that was us going through the top six fixtures. We've also talked about a few smaller teams like Ule Embrys, Aston Villa. And we're now going to move on to one last topic, which is the World Cup. Only a few days left. Are you excited? Because I was thinking about it and I'm like... I'm like, you know, it's a, it's strange to me. It doesn't make sense. I've got exams. I've got work. I've got other stuff going on in December. I can't fully give it all to this World Cup, you know. And it's like, I'm excited. I'm excited. Don't give me. Don't get it twisted. It's elite football happening every single day. But it doesn't feel the same, you know. It doesn't feel the same as Brazil, Russia, South Africa. It doesn't feel the same. What are you saying about the World Cup? Are you excited? Bro, I don't thoughts? care, man. I don't care. It's the World Cup. I'm gassed. I'm gassed. I love the celebrations, the vibes, the atmosphere. It might not be the same because it's in Qatar. There's been a lot of controversies surrounding Qatar, but that's not really my yeah. business or my place to say type thing. But it's still the World Cup. You know what I mean? Still going to see our favourite stars. It's going to be the last World Cup, unfortunately, for Messi. Maybe the last World Cup for Ronaldo. Definitely the last World Cup for a lot of players like Thiago Silva etc uh, etc et maybe Hugo Lloris as well so it's going to be it's going to be a sad sight to see but I'm gassed I'm excited I, can we can we can we give our favourites look okay fit, like I'm going to be very confident I think I think Brazil will win it the world yeah time, right? me too I think, it, I think Brazil need to bring it home man I don't, I don't know why but like I'm just hearing these Brazilian songs <laughs> I'm just feeling the vibe I just like I wish the World Cup was back in Brazil I just I feel it <laughs> But, like, 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 there's only one person I need to win this right now. Oh, here we go, Messi. Messi, just do it, man. Just do it for me. I, I, you know what? I don't care. I, to me, he's already the goat. He's already established himself. If he wins no, it, 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 it's the cherry on top. I need, I need players' legacies to start now. Neymar's legacy started now. Vinicius Junior, your legacy started now, bro. We no, need them for Brazil. Can't. You to honest with you, I generally don't feel like Neymar is going to be remembered too fondly by a lot of people. I think people are going to look at Neymar and think to themselves, he was a spoiled brat and he never lived up to his potential. A World Cup right? changes everything. 
We'll see. We'll see. You'll see. You can say the exact same thing that you just said about R9. R9? I felt R9 was a lovely, a lovely man with a lovely gap tooth and a terrible, and a terrible haircut. And that guy, listen, that guy, if it wasn't for injuries, really super okay 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 we've been there done that we've been there done that neymar has had a better career let's not lie to each other oh my god he has he has but out out of those brazilian three yeah and nate talent he's number three and you know this what do you mean impele neymar and i'll talk about dino r9 we're not doing this again we're saving this for another episode we're not doing this again okay we're not doing this again i'm sorry i'm sorry i refuse yeah, yeah, but the World Cup's happening in a few days. You guys, tell us who you think is going to win. Top goal scorer, top assister, best player, best well, shot player, best goalkeeper. You'll do a preview. I'll do this, yeah. If, if somebody gets all the predictions right for like all these things, we'll give you a prize or some shit. How okay. about that? Yeah, that's cool. How about that? Look, this has been the pace of power hour. I'm a very tired able lyric joined by... You already know who it is. S to the U, Pegasus for the pod. Yeah, I do say thank you for being patient with us. We we can be quite busy, uni, other priorities. So we're trying to keep the podcast like as consistent as possible. Hopefully the quality is as consistent as possible. But without you guys, you know, we won't be anywhere. So thank you so much. Uh, shout out to Daylin. Yes, sir. Go shout out to Ar- Go shout out to RT for the TikToks, bro. And yeah, you guys just keep on listening. Give us five stars. Apple Apple Podcasts, five stars. Five stories. Spotify and subscribe. as well. Spotify as well. Subscribe. Subscribe. Follow our right, TikTok. Right, okay. Follow TikTok as well. Right. Catch you later, boys. Peace.